Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, to his left foot. It's brilliant. Oh, Thanks for checking out In That Number with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, In That Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to a special episode of In That Number, episode 106. Kevin, what are we going with, title-wise? going with El Minamino, a broken bank move. I love it. It's good. Well done. Um, <laughs> after a calamitous week in the wake of that nightmare at Old Trafford, today we have a change of tact and we focus on the positive as we discuss our new loan signing, Takumi Minamino. Joining us today, we have Phil and Gary from Across the Park podcast to give us the lowdown on the Japanese star. But before we bring him in, I welcome the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Kevin, welcome, or, or should I say, konnichiwa. Ah, konnichiwa. Oh, you know Hello. Japanese as well, do you? Of course you do, of course you do. Um, uh, Kevin, tough, tough night at Old Trafford. The toughest, probably. Really, really difficult to dust off this one and, and go again. Um, but, I mean, hey, <clears throat> we've been there before. I mean, t- t- on the night, I think I was in denial. I mean, I 
I saw it happening. I think we all did. That we, you know, we've been in that playbook before, and I've been through all of the five stages. I think, and um, I'm, I'm slowly working my way out of the depression and towards acceptance. Acceptance, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, we, we, we're going to hit with some news um, now. We do have to talk about Tuesday. It is a stupid question, but how are you feeling now? Just, I mean, indifferent, I suppose. I think the way we respond to it is going to be much more important than the result itself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, I mean, I don't even know where to start, if I'm honest. I mean, yes, we were down to 10 men. Yes. No. Nine <laughs> at some points. Yeah. Nine at some points. Yeah. But I meant at the start. Uh, yes. Another goal incorrectly chalked off. Yes. Mike Dean has a vendetta against us. Um, and it wasn't a red card. But my goodness, you still can't lose 9-0 again. I was just so, so disappointed. And I was so sorry for Ralph because he deserves better. And I just feel like the club has done nothing to help him. I just wanted to give him a hug on the sidelines. Every time a goal went in and the, and the cameras went on him, you could see he was just like, what, what am I going to do? But I, I, I was mm-hmm. just, I mean, I couldn't, I mean, I had to work a night shift right afterwards and I stayed up to watch the game. And through my whole shift, it was just, I could not think of anything other than this, this game. It was just, it just hit me really, really hard in disbelief, I think. No, yeah, I also, I feel so sorry for Ralph. I mean, he just looked absolutely destroyed. And I was convinced that when that last goal went in, he was just going to walk off um, down the tunnel and never be seen again. <laughs> but, yeah, he came out for the inane interviews. I mean, some of them are good and respectful, you know. Uh, but, yeah, some of the journalists should know better, really, and um, have a bit of compassion. But he's, did it, he's done it. I mean, yeah. I can understand almost any of the reactions from the fans, the anger towards um, towards Gal, I suppose, that's going to be the most justified one, uh, towards the players, even towards Ralph. He's got to take some share of the blame for it himself. Yeah, some of the responses are a bit much. And I think in the cold light of day, everyone's going to come around and at some point um, back the club again. And like you said, we've come back from worse, yeah? And oh, yeah. I, I know Ralph said it, you know, straight after the game that it's, this was worse than last time, but I kind of disagree because, I mean, we'd lost this game from 90 seconds in, didn't we? That red card so early on, plus the injuries. Yeah. Uh, we knew all along it was going to be an uphill struggle with, with a B team in effect, really. Um, and, and it was Old Trafford, don't forget. And, you know, we, we've had... <laughs> it wasn't a home. We had decisions go against us yet again. But I'm not in any way excusing our defending at all because we gave up. And I don't even want to start on Gineppo yet because, oh, yeah, again, more on Sunday from that. But the best thing that we can do now is get out there on Saturday and play our fucking socks off for Ralph because the man deserves it. Let's just show him. Get out there and give him give him everything that we've got. Just just go out there and do it. You know, it's it's the least that you can do. And we, you know, we need to turn it around now. I believe they can do it. I don't, I don't really want to dwell on it too much, but, you know, people are going to talk about it. So what? Let them fucking talk. Just get on with it. Yeah. If you're looking for positivity, uh, you can do no uh, better than to look to our very own Nigel Atkins and his little morning debris of positivity. Um, he, he mentioned the result, but he said, just, you know, draw a blue liner under it. Get on with it. Um Although if Mike Dean's drawing blue and yellow lines under it, you might want to <laughs> walk away. 
Well, we'll, we'll of course go into more detail about the United game and, and the Newcastle game too on the weekend, but for now, we'll put it to bed. And Kevin, we'll go into the ITN news. This is ITN in that number news. ITN news then. We, we do have some news. I heard that they're appealing that atrocious red card decision Martial said apparently that it wasn't even a foul but Derek said as much as he was walking off the pitch and um, they put to review and I understand you've just informed me um, his suspension is going to be annulled yep rescinded all good it's overturned nothing um, yeah yeah, and actually, it is good news. There's, there's more. There is more. Uh, Ralph has had his presser today ahead of that Newcastle game, and he's thanked the fans for our positive support, and he says it, it, it given him the team, him and the team, a huge lift. Um, he doesn't want to resign, um, and it's just the opposite, which is great. It, it's so good to hear. Um, he also said um, it's different than last time because then we were a shit team. <laughs> You gotta love his honesty. He actually said that. Yeah, I think so. I think, I haven't seen it yet myself, but I'm only reading it. But yeah, it's, um, apparently that's what he said. (laughs) The first thing I'm gonna do is go and look for that. That, that might my evening. That's great. Um, after the game on Tuesday night, Alex Yankovic was subject to some, some vile racist abuse on social media. Now I've seen the screenshots and oh my god, I'm disgusted with it. It's just horrifying. It's sickening and, how are they still doing this in this day and age? I don't understand. Ralph has said it's absolutely unacceptable. It's definitely one part of our society that is not acceptable. It's outrageous. I can't believe people are still doing this. Yes, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, you know, racists—they they, they do live amongst us, unfortunately. Um, but you know, from time to time they make themselves known. But uh, as I saw this morning, the the club are working together with the police to investigate uh, any instances of racist abuse, and uh, I imagine they won't won't go lightly on them. So I hope not. It's just yeah, unacceptable. Now you should not be getting away with it. Um, Yankovic actually has apologised to his teammates, and Ralph today he stood up in front of them all and, and apologised. Um, and Ralph has also said that he's not here to blame him; he, he's here to help him out and, and make him stronger. So it's good; it's all good news at the moment. Today it's all good, anyway. Let's put it that way. Specifically, how he responds to this as a player, um, you know, if 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 the, it could it could break him as a player, it could end his career. But um, if he comes out of it stronger, then I think he's better for it. And all that talk of, from his agent about him, you know, wanting to put in a transfer request, I think that's probably going to go quiet for a little while now. Every cloud? <laughs> yes. We have also requested that Mike Dean and Lee Mason fuck off and don't... Stay the fuck away. Yeah, <laughs> and don't officiate us again in the near future after fucking us over more times than I can count in the last week. Um <laughs> Do you know, when I read this, I was like, be, just be careful what you wish for, because, you know, we'll probably get Kevin Friend between now and May, because you know, the, the, you know, there's, there's plenty more rest that are ready to screw us up some more. You know what, I, 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 yeah, I think there, there should be a restraining order in force. Stay away from their so postcode, yeah. Good news, Kevin, good news, good news. Uh, in the press of today... More? Uh, more, yeah. Uh, Ralph has said that Yannick Vestergaard has returned to training and could be available this weekend, as well as a couple of others... Romeu was in training too, um, and he's also said that Kyle Walker-Peters could be back. So things are looking up already. Yes, I think 
Well, it's, it's hard to pick, isn't it, between Kawaka Peters and Janet Vestergaard uh, as to who's the, the bigger key player. I mean, okay, yeah, Vestergaard's bigger, but um, <laughs> I think Kawaka yeah, Peters because we, have we don't have backup. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you put Vestergaard in there in in, in the centre back position, and Stevens could play full back. You know. Yeah, having both of them, that that wouldn't have happened on Tuesday night, would it, if, um, if they'd have been there? Probably not. Our game against Leeds. Leeds? <laughs> and Leech. started. Uh, that stand, that stand of Leeds? Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have had a gin and tonic tonight, so I... I <laughs> um, our game against Leeds uh, was postponed because of our third round tie against Shrewsbury. Uh, it's now been rescheduled for Tuesday, the 23rd of February, 6pm kickoff, and that'll be live on Sky Sports for you. Um, I don't think there's anything else to discuss other than the transfer roundabout. Should we jump on? Yeah, last time this winter. Okay, so before we get into the ins and outs of the transfer roundabout, uh, it's been quite a quiet window as uh, you might have noticed, not just for us, but for all of the clubs. And nonetheless, I was still glued to the media outlets and to social media. And um, kind of just run you through the day as I saw it of uh, all the different uh, speculative um, moves that we were going to make, apparently, for players that I've seen mentioned, um, yeah, either in the mainstream media or on social media. You up for it? Yes, go, 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 go. Okay, so yeah, we started with um, Maitland Niles. Um, we were a dead cert to get him, weren't we? Nothing's ever a dead cert with Saints. <laughs> well, yeah, as the day wore on, that became very clear. Um, yeah, other fullbacks and uh, defensive or midfield players we were linked to. Uh, Tanganga from Spurs. Yep, yep. I've got, I've got my uh, my Spurs contacts um, to find out about, to, you know, to get some more information about him because I, I, I know nothing about the guy. Um, I was just preparing my write-up, and you know it all went Shane Long. Thanks. Um, yeah, apparently uh, we were going to get Josh King in exchange for Shane Long. Yep. That happened. It was going to happen. Uh, Billy Gilmore from Chelsea. Yep. Uh, have you heard all of these? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been I've been staying up with it as well. Uh, Nico Williams from Liverpool. Yep. And I said, well, yeah, well, no, we're not going to let him go, but. We've got something at the back of the uh, office there you might want to take a look at. Um, yeah, the Minamino was linked. Uh, but it, as the night wore on and we still weren't getting any news out of um, Southampton Transfer HQ, it just started to descend into fast, really. Um, Phil Barsley. Oh, I didn't hear that one. Is that is that right? Danny Rose. Okay. I knew they wanted to get rid of him. Paul Telfer. Oh, fuck off. Oliver Bierhoff. <laughs> Kevin Danso. All right, now, you're, now you're getting stupid. Franny Benali. I'll take that. And Ali Dia. I'll take that as well. <laughs> <It's> dead, <laughs> yeah, <isn't> we, <laughs> yeah. um, I think we probably would have taken uh, any of those. Um, yeah, just, um, just a couple <laughs> of minutes. Oliver Bierhoff, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was my favourite one. <laughs> and yeah, Guido Carrillo gave me a, a chuckle as well. Um, but yeah, Pele, he's off to Parma, um, former saint. And um, as for some reason has appeared in my notes, uh, Denmark Grey uh, moved to Leverkusen and not the same as we were linked to with him earlier, weren't we? Um, and Chrissy Promas, we were linked to him at the previous window. Um, he's come over here to Spartak. I thought I, I, I thought he was banged up. Yeah, uh, he was 
Wasn't he supposed to be in jail for like stabbing his cousin or something? That's right, yeah. Yeah, but you know, well, best place to um, evade prosecution, Russia. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. We have some more sad news. More, Ray, we can't take any more. Please stop. Uh, Shane Long, of course, has left us for Bournemouth. Um, Kevin, I know, I know what he means to you, and I know how sad you are, and, and indeed me, to see him go. I saw your tweet, and it's a tough one. He gave us plenty of memories, but I don't know. Perhaps it is time for him to move on and get some more football now that he's in you know, the twilight of his career. But still, it, it, it's sad to see him leave. Definitely, definitely. And I, you know, I really wanted to think that he could you know, get up to fitness and get up to speed. But I think it must be you know, an agreement between Shane and Ralph. And he's saying, you know, I really want the minutes. And Ralph's saying, well, yeah, the competition's still a bit too much at the moment. And yeah, off to managerless Bournemouth at the moment. Yeah, oh yeah, just like the manager there. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be following Bournemouth and um, seeing how he's doing. I wish him the best of luck. Yeah, uh, a long kiss goodbye. You know. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> well done, mate. Well done. We could just but, produce a poster for that anyway. Yeah. I could, well, I could uh, give him a, a full tribute as a little mini, mini podcast if we need to. But, um, yeah, 185 appearances. Um, yeah, we got some fastest Premier League goal. Uh, that, that one against Liverpool. Night, uh, I won't say that too much because of the guests that we've got coming on in a minute. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm sure they've got more than enough ammunition to um, come back at us with. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, countless wonderful memories, and uh, yeah, wish them all the best. Love you, Shane. Um, another one to move along for the time being, anyway. Uh, Jan Valery, he's joined Birmingham City for the rest of the season. I'm angry about this one, Kev, because not because he's particularly mm-hmm. good. It's just because of our current situation. We're paper thin at fullback, anyway. Uh, having let Vokens already go to Sunderland. Throughout Monday, we stated that we wouldn't be able—he wouldn't be able to leave unless we get a replacement. Where's the replacement? Why on earth would you let him leave without one? I'm baffled and, and, and just angry by it because you know we failed with Maitland Niles and Tanganga. Uh, we needed him big time. Any of anyone? Just I mean, fucking and, yeah, and Kevin Dunn. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes at the moment, but this needs to be sorted out soon because yeah, that 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 was. Oh, that made me angry. And, I, and I, you know, me, me and Amino coming in, it was like, well, OK, fine, but where's our defence? It's fucking madness. I mean, we can you can use all of the injuries as an excuse, but we actually don't have cover for either of our fullbacks. All it means, all it takes is for one of them to get injured or come down with COVID or get suspended. We're fucked. Just makeshift. That's all it's going to be. That is it. Yeah, out of position. Okay, uh, the last bit of transfer business to go over is, of course, our last-ditch loan signing of Takumi Minamino. Um, with us to chat over his credentials, we have Phil Roberts and Gary Murray from Across the Park podcast. We shall head to that interview now. Okay, now we'd like to welcome Phil and Gary from Across the Park podcast. Very warm welcome to ITN. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. It is. Uh, firstly, how are you doing, and, and how are you how are you coping with the lockdown? Yeah, it's 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 tough, isn't it, without football? It's tough when you can't escape the house over weekends and and go and watch your team play and stuff, and, and meet up with the lads for a pint afterwards. Yeah. But um, 
you've got to stay positive. At least there's loads of football on the telly at the moment to keep you going. Yes. Now they're yeah, not, I, I, now they're not I, charging I us for it. <laughs> yeah, but I would half agree with that if, if the recent run of results for us hasn't, hasn't just changed again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Liverpool it w- was a mass testing region, and, and as a result, you were able to stay in, in was it Tier 2 for longer than, than most? Yeah. Is that correct, yeah? Um, w- were you lucky enough to attend any games at Anfield this season? I wasn't. No, I wasn't either, so we, we had to enter ballots, obviously, to, yeah. to, be, to be picked out and, and be lucky enough to go, but I think we only got a couple of games before we had to shut down again, so no, neither of us were uh, fortunate, enough, fortunate enough to be able to go. I got into the Sheffield United game and I had a, an email from the club saying you won't be included in the ballot again. And then, true story, I had a message, I had an email saying that uh, you're in the ballot for the Liverpool game. So I was like, oh, brilliant. And then two minutes later, they called the national lockdown. And I was like, no! Oh. <laughs> I would have gone to uh, St Mary's to see, to see Saints and Liverpool. But yeah, such as it is. Um, your podcast is quite unique. It's one that attracted me to you guys. Um. So there's six of you. There's three blues and three reds. And how did that come about? Yeah, so it's it's obviously something we get asked quite a bit because, as you said, we are uh, we are unique in the fact that we've got both sides of the city involved. Um, it was a, it originated from a birthday night out. It was mine actually. Uh, we were all sat round the table having a few drinks, and it was a argument or discussion, bit of banter about who was the best right back at the time. So they were obviously backing Seamus Coleman, and and us as the Reds were backing Trent, who was at the time, just breaking into the Liverpool team, he was, you know, really setting a setting a stall out for himself to be our number one right back. And can, I, can I throw Kyle Walker Peters in there? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I think that's stopped now, hasn't it? You use Anna's goals anymore. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we we had that we were basically having a big lengthy discussion about it and, and giving our point of view was better and then one of the lads, one of the blues actually, um just said, Why don't we do this as a podcast? There's nothing out there the same. No two sets of supporters are doing a, a, a anything the same as this. So we we basically created a WhatsApp group there and then so we didn't forget in the morning. And um and yet as as of the next day we, we started setting it up and we started off meeting with one microphone in the middle of a table and six of us all sat round. <laughs> and it, uh, it developed into us having our own studio. Oh, amazing. I mean, Kev, I can't imagine us doing that with Pompey fans. I know we're not in the same city, but, I mean, come on, that would just be... Oh, that would be, that would be screaming yeah. violence. Well, it's not so bad as a Reds, because we've got all the bragging rights at the moment. So I don't know how the Blues do it, to be fair. No, do you know what? I, I think we, we've had the discussion ourselves and, and said, I don't think we'd be able to do it if we weren't all mates already. Yeah. Mm, you know, if it, was, if it was three reds and three blues who didn't know each other, it, it might get a bit tasty then, but. Yeah, what, what's it like on Derby Day? Um, we, we don't tend to meet up on Derby Day. We've we done it once for an immediate reaction after the game and, uh, it did get a little, a little heated. <laughs> don't get me wrong, it, it never goes too far, but you know, it get, got a little heated and we decided there and then, right, we'll knock that on the head. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, I'd have to, if you, did you, if you recorded that episode, cause I would have to have a, have a listen to that one. That yeah, cool. I think it was, um, it was an instant match reaction after the game, so it wasn't, um, I think we had a few pints as well, to be fair. So Always the best way. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a lengthy pod either, so it'll only be about twenty minutes. Because, um, as I say, it was the immediate immediate reaction after the game, and it was the I think it was the nil nil at Goodison, the the season City beat us by a point. Yes, but, yeah. 
it, it's very natural for us, you know, because families and workplaces and schools, it, it's divided 50-50 anyway. So it's normal interaction for us. It's not something we have to particularly pussyfoot about or it's not like weird. It's just, it's life for us anyway. So yeah, I suppose. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're so far apart, you know, Saints and Pompey, and even further away for you, Kev. I bet you haven't seen a Pompey fan in Moscow, have you? Um, yeah, I have. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> They're everywhere. Oh. Um, but, yeah, you get sort of in that um, that fairum sort of area, and that's like a demilitarised zone, really. Yeah, it's PA postcodes. It's, um, yeah, I don't go there. Um, we'll have to have a deal today, guys. That you, you don't mention Man United and we won't mention Brighton. How's that? <laughs> okay. I'll shake on that. Good. You don't, um, you don't need to ask us to not mention Man United. So that's yeah. a good point. Very good point, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, then. Uh, the reason you're here. Southampton pushed through a deal in the 11th hour to bring in Takumi Minamino on loan for the rest of the season. Uh, negotiation... <laughs> negotiations <laughs> started on Monday morning uh, and we are... Able to, we were able to get the deal done just in time. However, not quite in time to play on Tuesday, uh, but we fully expect him to start on Saturday, given our injury crisis. Um, what do we know about him, Kev? Not really a lot, do we? Um, he's, he's just turned 26. He's down as a winger or attacking midfielder, Japanese international. I am sorry to say that my knowledge about him is, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's where you come in. So can you, well, well, can you tell us about his rise at Liverpool yeah, from Salzburg? I mean, what? Well, we, yeah, we played Salzburg in, in the Champions League uh, and we played them twice. I think it was in the group stage. And Minamino had an absolute blinder of a game against us. He was very, very attacking on the ball. He had great vision and, he had, you know, he had a good shot as well. And so, you know, he really wild uh, Jürgen Klopp at the he time. Caught, he caused us problems caused, both, both yeah. games. Yeah, he did big time. And so I think we've signed him off the back of that, didn't we, Gary? Yeah, and I think that the, the deal, we, we only paid £8 million for him. Um, so I think it was a bit of a low risk. Uh, that sounds deal like a bargain now, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, when, when we're coming off the back of spending eighty million on Van Dijk and, and seventy odd million on Allison and you know sixty million on Kate, you, you, it is it is a bargain. And as I say, it's a, it's a no risk deal. You know, I'm allowed to talk about Van Dijk either. <laughs> <laughs> he was destined for bigger things. No, no offense, but he was. <laughs> so when when we signed them, it was a bit of a. You know, nobody knew what to expect, really. We'd only really seen him from playing against us. And Salzburg tended to play a similar style of football to what Liverpool did at the time. You know, the, the all-out attack, the, the bombarding the defences. High press. Players, the high press, yeah. And so we thought he might be able to slot straight in. Unfortunately for him, at the time of, of joining Liverpool, our front three were absolutely on burning fire. There was no stopping them and there was no chance he was ever breaking it up. So... He didn't really get a chance to to hit the ground running. He, he only got bit part a little, maybe ten minutes at the end of games where they were already won and we were just seeing the game out. Um, and I, I, I know this isn't one you're here, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you've signed the best player in in the world. He's going to change your fortunes and you'll go on a winning spree because you've got him. But what he will do, he'll bring a lot of energy. He'll He'll show for the ball all the time, and when he gets it, he'll want to go forwards. There won't be no passing back, passing sideways. He he always looks to drive at defences and and try and create openings, try and get in behind. He, he he's always on the move. You won't you won't find him standing still much. Yeah, we we do need that directness. I think one of the issues he's had at Liverpool is is his personality a little bit. He comes across off the pitch 
as really shy and um does he speak english i don't think he's integrated to the team very well so i don't think his, his english is great he has been learning it but it's not great but like when we won the champions league and you can you know all the play all the premier league sorry and all, all the players are celebrating you can see he's not really involved and jordan henderson the captain obviously grabbed him and tried to pull him into the mix and Jürgen Klopp actually said today in an interview, I think, you know, it, he's a long-term project for Liverpool and this is going to be great. He's got the potential to play, I think, 17 games for you guys. And then when he comes back, we're hoping he's going to have that. Jürgen Klopp's words were a, a bit more confidence and a different mindset. And I think that tells you a little bit about as to why, why he hasn't quite integrated. I think it's more mental than it is to do with his, with his uh, ability on the pitch. How do you feel about the move? Are you kind of disappointed that he's not going to get a look in this season? What do you think is, is the right move for him? I'm, I'm personally very happy because I want him to get some football and we can see what he's all about. Um, it is difficult to get into, into our side and we've got um, Curtis Jones, a young lad coming through now at Liverpool and that's another player that, that he, he's sort of competing for a similar position with Shakiri's um, starting to get a few games as well, which is another player, you know. So it's, it's just a big squad. And uh, when, you, when you're giving him minutes off the bench, you're, not, you're never going to see the best of him. He can't get a rhythm. But I think if he starts to play a lot for you guys and he can sc- start scoring goals and feel more confident and, and get back to who he was as a footballer, then you can you can only do good out of it, and we can only do good out of it, and it hopefully it benefits both both uh, teams. Yeah, I'd I'd second it to be fair. I'm I'm quite happy that he that he's going to hopefully play some football and and maybe settle down in England better and and get used to the Premier League a bit a bit quicker as well now. And so when he when we do get him back for next season, he's going to be ready to you know have an impact on games for us and and. Be that player we can rely on with, instead of having to call on Origi all the time, who's just a wet paper bag on the pitch. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think as well, I think Southampton have got similar playing style to Liverpool: um, high energy, high press, look, look to attack more so than you know defend. And so he's gone to the right side as well. I don't know. We weren't attacking much on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said you wouldn't bring it up. I'm so I'm allowed to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's been through the um, Red Bull system, so I think um, Ralph will know exactly the kind of player he is and um, what he can do and how he can fit into the system. What, what position do you see him playing, Gary, for Southampton? Yeah. Right back. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need a right. <laughs> yeah, I've played all over the place. Yeah, he's one. He's one of them players. He is. He is a utility player in the sense that he can play right across the like the attack and mid type position. So left, left wing, right wing, at centre attack and mid. He could play off off like Danny Ings, you know, as a, as a support striker type thing. Um, th- there isn't. There is numerous positions that you you could utilise him and. You know, as you, as you said before, you're just suffering with some injuries at the minute, so he'll probably fit him in where he needs to fit him in, and the fact that he's got the ability to play a number of positions is going to be beneficial. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to ask you, actually, the best position for him, for us, because Liverpool mostly set up in that 4-3-3, and, you know, the limited minutes that he's had this season, he, he has played right across the front three. I've done some research. Um, uh, started that Brighton game behind the three of uh, Salah, Jota and Firmino. Yeah. From what I can see... He's usually playing as a backup to Salah, Mane, and Firmino. But yeah. in terms of the way that we set up, Ralph, Ralph plays a high pressing, high energy four-two-two-two. So Ings and Adams aren't moving. That's fine. We have a few wide players already in Armstrong, Redmond, Gineppo, 
and now we've got Walcott. But I'm guessing, you know, he'll be utilised in a rotation with those. And yeah. from what, I've, what I've seen lately, he ain't, ain't going to have any trouble replacing Gineppo. But do, do you think he's got the attributes to play above those already? Yeah, I do, yeah. But I, I, I see him more as a number 10, really. Um, he can play all across, but I, I think he's dangerous centrally. I think he's got a good shot, and he seemed to... Um, Really drive at the throats of, of Liverpool when we played them, didn't he, Gary? He wasn't. I didn't. When when the, he played against us, he wasn't really out wide, was he? No, not at all. He he, he did come. He, he did tend to burst through the middle, and and as as we said before, he did cause us problems. You know, at the time they had a they had a few players who everybody was watching, and it, it turned out he was the most dangerous for Liverpool. You know, the, the other players obviously caused us problems, and you know, Haaland was there, and he was he was. The, the main man at the time, everyone was watching and, you know, he obviously got his move to Dortmund, but, um, everyone was watching him thinking he was going to be the, the danger man, but as I said, Minamino came, came through and was looked head and shoulders above them all. There's a player in there, you've just got to get it out of him, and, and I think it's a lot to do with confidence, if you ask me. So the manager's, you know, he's probably going to the right manager, and if you can get it out oh, of yeah, him. absolutely, there. yeah. There's definitely a player in there. Yeah, like you said, um, club season is this, um, as a long, Term project. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's only had about 19 appearances for you, and he's 26 now. So, I mean, do you see him as a key player in years to come? And if so, like, how how soon is now? I personally think, you know, what we've seen of him since he come to Liverpool, it doesn't look like he's going to make it at, at this level. What we've seen of him before he arrived at Liverpool had a lot of promise, and, and, and if he can get to that type of level and surpass it, then I think he has got a future. Um, but he, he's got a long way to go because I think we bought him. He's got similar attributes to uh, Bobby Firmino. Firmino yeah. in that he likes to press, he works hard, he wins the ball back, he, he's good at linking up play. He does all them things, but he doesn't do any of them quite as good as Firmino. So he likes to press, but then he gives a few too many fouls away for our system. Because we don't give a lot of fouls away despite our press. Yeah, and I think that comes with he's he's quite lightweight. Yeah. You know, he's he's Bobby Firmino is he's really strong. He, he doesn't look it, he looks quite slim and, and a bit you know, a bit like tippy tappy football, but he's he's hard to knock off the ball, he's hard to get the ball off and, and it's a big thing in Firmino's game when he's on it, you you do not get the ball off him. And I think with Minamino when the ball's in at his feet, if he's got a big six foot four centre half coming out behind his back they're going to come through him and get the ball. And I think that's a big, big part of it. He needs to work out whether it's, in, uh, you know, spending some time in the gym and getting himself a bit stronger or whether it's working out different ways of, of beating that and being able to beat the man when he's coming tight to him. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what he needs. For me, that's what he, that's the main thing he needs to learn for Liverpool because he, he, he does seem to do all the other things. As Phil said, it, he doesn't do them quite as good as Firmino. But he does do what Firmino does, and, and I think if he can work out that that side of his game, he you know that'll that'll put him on the right way, the right uh, headway. Yeah, he makes up for it. Like he tries to make up for it with aggression. So he's not like a little wimp type of thing. He's just very light, and yeah. I think he tries to make up for that with aggression, which leads to like just a few fouls and turns over uh, turnovers in play. But I remember Modric had the same issue when he came to Tottenham at first. Uh, people just kept going through the back of him, and, and he was getting tight to. And then trying to turn them, and it wasn't working. But Modric's work, worked it out uh, with game time. You know how to play against this, this in this aggressive league, and there's no saying that Minamino won't do the same. 
Sounds a bit like Gineppo Cab, a bit lightweight, but, you know, high energy, always gets stuck in, though. Yeah, Mike's a good fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we wish him all the best. We, we'd like to have him back at the end of the season, but uh, I, that'll be an interesting one us to see whether you guys keep him, make a bid for him. Probably depends on, you know, how it goes. Yeah, I mean, did, uh, has he had any injury concerns um, whilst he's been with you? No. No? No, he's not. He's not been... One of the players who we've who we've looked at and been like you know like like Naby Keita came in and he's been injury after injury after injury and uh, uh, you know Minamino's not been anything like that he's always available and he that that's why you know he's been unfortunate in the fact that Salah Firmino and Mane the ones that don't get don't really get injured for Liverpool because they're they're who he's going to try and replace and he's not getting them opportunities because we they're they're you know the mainstays in our team. That's definitely good to hear because um, yeah we've, we've we've had it up to here with injuries this season. <laughs> we've had enough, yeah. 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 You, you and us both. Yeah, we can sympathise. <laughs> oh god, yeah. All your uh, centre backs at the moment. Yeah. I was going to end with with letting your you know your supports and your fan base know we've actually done a podcast, an extra podcast with uh, with Ricky Lambert. <gasps> oh, oh, love him. Yeah. Well, a big part of what we do with with um, with our extra guests is. We, we basically go through the career. We, we touch on every club they've been at, how they were at each club. And obviously a large part of Brett Lambert's career was at, Southampton, was at Southampton. So a large part of the podcast is Lambert at Southampton. Um, so I think yeah. you, yourselves and, and obviously all your, all your listeners will be, you know, will really enjoy that listen. And Absolutely. Me, me and Phil done the podcast with him ourselves and he, he was, you know, he's a great lad and it was a, it's what, to be honest, it's been one of our better podcasts. Oh, that's yep. amazing. Literally downloading it as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, for all your listeners, then, if, if they do want to find it, they can go to our website, which is acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. And um, one of the tabs along the top is, it says extras, and that's where all our extras are recorded with all the special guests, as opposed to our weekly episodes. And if you just scroll down the list there, you'll, you'll find the Ricky Lambert. Or, obviously, if you, if you just go onto your preferred listening to, um, no device, Spotify, iTunes or whatever, you'll just search for it there. Superb. Um, right, I'm going to ask you a prediction, which I'm going to hold you to. How many goals is he going to score between now and May? So 17 games or so, and probably one more cup game. It's, I'm it's, going to go with a third, roughly a third. So I'll say six, five or six goals. I think it depends on how, how much he's used. Obviously, we I, we could sit here and say ten goals, but he only plays a handful of games. If if you know if you start, I know you've, you you'd have had a, a couple of bad results and you'd have got a few injuries, but if you still all of a sudden start turning it round and playing well, and you don't want to mix up the team and he doesn't get doesn't get much of a chance, then it's obviously going to limit the amount of goals he can get. But having said that, I'll I'll, I'll say on the basis that he gets game time and 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 does manage to to get some games, um, I'll go. He'll get. Eight, eight or nine. Oh, wow. Take that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be very nice. Uh, guys, thank you so much for your time today. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been good and to, to, to briefly forget about our torment at the moment and look ahead to better <laughs> times and hopefully we can get the best out of him, return him back to you full of confidence and, you know, more Premier League. Win, win. About. That'll be great. I've got a vested interest in Liverpool winning the league because um, we had a bet on at the beginning of the season who's going to win the league. I think you said City, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I said Liverpool defend their title. 
you know what? The, the, this season's such a, a, a bizarre season and it's such a unique season. And I think if you look at City last year, well, if you go back to City two years ago where they picked us by a point and then you look at the season after, they, they only lost Laporte and they were 25 points behind us by the end of the season. Yeah. Now you go, fast forward to this season and Liverpool have lost Van Dijk, Gomez, Matip, We've lost Trent and Robertson at, at times in the in the season. Allison's been out for large spells. We've had to rely on Kelleher and, and Adrian. They you are know. all injured. Henderson is injured. Mane yeah. injured. Yeah, we've had we've had like Jota's out as well, isn't he? Jota who came and, and hit the ground running. Mm. I put him straight in my fantasy football team as soon <laughs> as I bloody as soon, yeah as soon as I put him in he um he injured he got injured. Oh, I, I blame you then. Yeah, <laughs> devastated. But yeah, I mean, if, are you confident you can take the title again? Listen, yes. we've got City to play, haven't we, when we can reduce the gap to four. I know they've got a game in hand. But then Jota's coming back. We've just signed Kabak, who's like sort of got high praise around Europe. So if we can get the defence sorted, we can get Henderson back into midfield, we can get Jota on the pitch scoring goals. And if we can beat City, it only takes them to lose two. And the whole picture changes. Um, if you don't look like losing two games at the minute, but... It only takes COVID to hit the squad or, you know, a couple of injuries in the wrong place. And we've seen it happen before. Football's a crazy game, can turn on sixpence. So you certainly don't give up hope as a Liverpool fan. We've pulled off plenty of against, you know, backs to the wall, underdog type, type victories. So we, we don't rule us out. I, lo- I love the positivity. It's, it's so different to hear it from a, from fans because we are not positive at all. Um, yeah. Thanks again, guys. Uh, you've been great and uh, good luck for the rest of the season and, and stay safe. Too. You yeah, too, thanks, thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much to Phil and Gary from Across the Park podcast. Remember, check out that Ricky Lambert pod because Kevin is already doing that right now. Um, Kev, to see out the show this week, I thought I'd give you a phrase. Ooh. In honour of, of our new boy, Minamino. I have a Japanese phrase for you. Are you ready? Aye. <laughs> okay, so, ganbari mashau. Ganbari mashau. Ganbari mashau. And that means... Ganbari mashau. Ganbari mashau. It means let's do our best. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Uh, Kev, we have to say goodbye for now, um, but we will be back with Tim to discuss the fallout from the game and our response at Newcastle. Until then, over to Franny. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Sayonara, up the saints. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.